Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. Tough love. You hear that expression in the media all the time. It's when families make tough choices in order to help their loved ones out. Maybe it's someone who's got a drug addiction and they put them in a addiction center to get them fixed. But it's behavior where on the front end, you don't get a lot of compliments and maybe you don't even feel that good. But at the end, it's exactly what needed to be done. This is Frank Roth and on this edition of Mobile Home Park Mastery, we're gonna start a three-part series on mobile home park owner morality. We're gonna talk about the tough choices and the tough decisions that mobile home park owners have to make and how they can do that in a right and correct way to help not only their residents, but the community at large. Let's first start off with the simple fact that when you make people pay their rent every month, you actually are helping them stay in their home. Now, this is a topic that many people initially are gonna say, no, that's not true, you're just making that up. You're just trying to basically justify making people pay their rent but it's not entirely true. Let me tell you, when I had my first mobile home park, Glenhaven, I noticed a simple fact. There were people at Glenhaven who had fallen behind in their rent because the mom and pop owner had allowed them when they couldn't make their rent on certain months just to skip that month. He would tell them, oh, just pay the rent again when you can, just pay me later. So every nine, 10 months, they would slip another month behind. Next thing you know, several years in, they're five, six months behind in their rent. So what happens then? Well, of course, what happens typically is mom and pop wake up one day and they get all mad when they see on their rent roll that that person hasn't paid rent in six months. So then they hard press them to pay it. And if they don't pay it, they evict them. And they're really setting a terrible trap for people because anyone who definitely has strain on their finances is going to fall behind if you let them and put themselves in a really bad position that they can't pull out of. Most of our residents can easily pay our lot rent or even home rent each month because it's the lowest in the United States. We, in fact, are the only form of non-subsidized affordable housing in existence. So when you're paying a lot rent, which the U.S. average is 280 a month, if you've got a minimum wage job, $280 a month is still going to fall within about a 20 to 25% expense ratio of your gross revenue, which is right in line with U.S. standards on housing. So there's no reason they can't pay you, but of course they've got other bills to pay. And if you don't press them to pay you, they will pay other bills instead. Maybe they'll go out to Applebee's. Maybe they'll go ahead and get to that new car that they wanted, which they really can't afford, but they're gonna stretch on. But nevertheless, what you're doing is you're putting them in a terrible bind because now when you let them fall one month behind in rent, that's a hill they can't overcome because now even though they could pay you 280 a month, they can't pay you 560 in one lump. And if you let them fall four months behind, now they owe you over $1,000. You may have seen the headline a while back that 70% of all Americans do not have even $1,000 in savings. So why in the world would you expect your residents in the mobile home park to? So basically, when you let people fall behind in rent, what you're really effectively doing or saying is, I'm gonna go ahead and get you thrown out of your house at some point in the movie going forward. And that's not a moral position to be putting people in. The right tough love decision is to make them pay the rent each month so they do not fall behind. Because once they start falling behind, they will never be able to recover 
And next thing you know, you will have people who are displaced from their home who could have been just fine, could have made the payments every month like clockwork, but you let them fall behind. And then one day they get stuck in that trap and they can't get out of it. Maybe not while you own the park, but someday you'll sell the park. And then the new owner won't be as forgiving as you were. And they'll say, hey, I noticed you're seven months behind in your rent. And even though it took them 10 years to get seven months behind, nevertheless, the damage has been done. They won't be able to come up with the seven months of rent all at one time. And next thing you know, they'll be evicted. Now, the next time form of tough love that park owners do is making people keep their goods, their yard, their home, their car in a good condition. And that tough love really is to the benefit not only of them, but of the community. You know, there's many people typically in that mobile home park household. And some of them are going to be a little ashamed if their home looks lower than the normal standard. They're gonna be a little ashamed if the yard is not bowed and there's junk in the yard. And it's gonna really damage their psyche. It's going to give them a confidence issue. And then on top of that, it damages all of the neighbors, everyone else on that block, in that mobile home park. Every day when they drive home, they have to see that mobile home, which looks so bad, that home which needs paint, the deck which is falling off and the grass that's too high, and it depresses everyone. And then the greater community at large, they drive by that mobile home park, they see that home, maybe it's the home that fronts on the street and it looks terrible and it depresses them and makes them feel bad. So really the correct tough love you have to do for the betterment of everyone, not only the resident, and the mobile home park community, and then the greater community at large is you have to make people keep up their property. Just because they are lawnmower broke, just because they're tired, just because it's 100 degrees out, they don't wanna mow, that does not give them the right to do that to the rest of the community. Everyone has to maintain a minimum standard. That's the only moral way to live in a modern society. And when you do not make people do that, you're really damaging everyone. So again, that's another form of mobile home park owner tough love is to make people keep up their property. Now this next one I know I'll get criticized on from many, many groups. There's a group out there called MH Action. It's a nonprofit. It's hugely misguided. They view anyone in the world who tries to do anything with any form of capitalism as evil. But this is the truth. If you do not make the residents pay higher rent, continually higher rent, what you will have is ultimately them homeless because the park will be redeveloped. I was just driving through a bunch of parks we own and I saw one in Indiana that's being redeveloped. It used to be a landmark of a park. It's on a major street. Here it was, about 100 lots. There's about 10 homes left. They're tearing the whole thing down to make way for some new development. It's on a main commercial thoroughfare. I'm gonna assume it's gonna be a big box retailer of some time, but Home Depot or Lowe's, something like that. But if those folks had just paid higher rent, perhaps they would not have been displaced. Perhaps the property would have stayed on as a mobile home park and that Lowe's or Home Depot might've gone down the street to develop. So what's really happening is when you do not keep your rents up to market, when you do not make that property as valuable as it can be, then there are always other options for that land. You know, land's an unusual thing. A land, piece of land can be anything. It could be a piece of land or golf driving range, or it could be a mobile home park or an RV park or a self-storage facility or apartment complex, office building, retail center, high-rise hotel, could be a cemetery. There's many different competing uses for land and they all have their own value and their own amount of net income. And basically in a free market society like we live in, everything will rise to its highest and best use. So if you've got a piece of land that's on a commercial thoroughfare, 
sitting there and you have a mobile home park on it. The mobile home park is charging a $200 rent when it could be charging 500 like all of its peers around the area. And you sit there at 200, here's what's gonna happen. Your tenants will say, thank you, thank you for keeping my rent so incredibly low, not realizing the sad ending. Because one day what will happen is that owner or someone who buys it from that owner will realize that that piece of land could be worth far more if it was scraped and made into another use. In many of the markets we serve, the apartment complexes are roughly $1,000 a month more than our mobile home park lot rents. Austin, for example, has a typical lot rent of four to $500, but an average apartment rent of $1,500 plus. So what it means is the number one danger to most mobile home parks today are apartment complexes. You can just take that good old mobile home park, scrape it, put back in an apartment complex, and you can enjoy rents $1,000 a month per unit higher than what you were getting. And that's gonna give you a far higher return based on any form of return on investment than that mobile home park was producing. And so what it means is it's just a matter of time before it gets the wrecking ball. The only way you're gonna keep parks in operation going forward, whether it's 10 years out, 50 years out, or 100 years out, is to make those rents as high as economically feasible because that is the only chance you have in an ever-developing world. Remember that most of these cities are gaining population each year. Maybe not a lot, maybe two, 3%, or in some cities it's 10 and 20, and I've seen things on bestplaces.net as high as 100% a year growth rate in some very fast growing smaller markets. When you have populations that are growing, and America is of course always growing, you have greater pressure on the land. They need new housing starts, new restaurants, new lodging, all kinds of items. And land is constantly being looked at by many sources, brokers, buyers. They're all looking at all that different land out there because they're, they're going to build their new development. And what can they buy that's the least expensive? And of course, the least expensive is going to be the land that creates the least income since that land is valued based on an income stream normally. So if your mobile home park is sitting there and your rents are very, very low, then on that whole big spectrum of possible pieces of land for the developer to buy, you will be number one. So, once again, if you do not keep pushing rents, if you do not allow rents to be where they economically should be, the end result is not going to be happy tenants who say, oh gosh, I have low rent. It will be tenants who get notices in the mail saying, I'm sorry, we're redeveloping this mobile home park and now you must move. So the tough love answer is to keep your rents high and make that property as high income producing as it can, because that is what will keep it as a mobile home park going forward. Next form of trailer park tough love is making people live by the rules of society. Now, we all live together in one giant society. We're not only Americans, but we're also people in our own smaller subsets of communities and states. And we all live by rules and we have those rules because we all need to be able to live happily together. It is not going to work as a society if people are able to do things which diminish the quality of life of the people around them. For example, if you like large dogs and you've got a large pit bull, let's say, or a Rottweiler, and even though you may love that dog, that may be scare the heck out of all of your neighbors. You can't let that dog free roam. There's no city in America that would allow you to let that dog free roam. It's gotta be on a leash or it's gotta be in a fenced yard. 
Why is that? It's because you are, even though you like the dog, you are diminishing the quality of life of those around you if you let it run wild and terrorize people. So what does it all mean? It means we all have to live by rules. Now we have, of course, federal laws. We have state laws. And every county has its own regulations and most cities do as well. At the mobile home park, it also has its own rules. And the tough love is you have to make people live by those rules. Those rules are designed for their betterment. They may not like it. They may say, gosh, I wanna have that wild party at three o'clock in the morning. Why can't I? It sounds like so much fun. Well, the reason you can't is that loud party at three in the morning will wake up all of your neighbors. It'll hurt their sleep pattern. It'll make them grouchy the next day, make them very unhappy. It's not fair to everyone. So the tough love is you have to make people live by rules. Now, that being said, you don't have to go crazy on the rules. I know a park owner and what he does is he goes out and measures your car tire. And if your car tire is more than a few inches off of your parking pad, he will have your car towed. Now that's too much rules. Those rules are not benefiting anyone. I'm not even sure how they're benefiting the park owner. But most of us have to live within boundaries. You cannot have a society that works when there is a complete absence of boundaries. So the only moral thing you can do for the betterment of everyone in your mobile home park and the greater society out there is to make people abide by the rules. It's absolutely essential. It's the only moral thing to do. So even though the residents may be unhappy and they may say, oh, I don't wanna live by your rules. I hate you. You always have all these rules that impinge on what I wanna do with my life. You have to ignore that. You have to look through that because that's not the moral choice. The moral choice is to do what's right what's right for the resident, the community at large, and that is people have to live within boundaries, they have to live within guidelines, and they have to live by the rules. Again, this is Frank Rolf with another Mobile Home Park Mastery podcast series. We're doing a three-part series called Mobile Home Park Owner Morality. So hope to talk to you again next week where we're gonna talk all about waste, the morals of waste in mobile home parks and how to end the waste. So again, this is Frank Rolf, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing.